Hey guys, Mike here. Hey, on this episode of Mountain and Marsh, um, I'm talking turkey tips. I got five turkey tips for you guys. Um, shorter show this week. Uh, had some scheduling issues, uh, but that was on me. I got sick and had to had to cancel on it, guys. Uh, sucks, man. I hate doing that, but look, he's still gonna be on. Um, so no no worries. Uh, if you guys would like to hear anything like this in the future, let me know. Um, I. I enjoy putting this stuff together. I'm pretty knowledgeable about stuff. So, uh, but here's a couple turkey tips, five turkey tips for you guys. Uh, turkey season right around the corner locally here. Uh, kicked off down south already. They're already killing birds. Makes me jealous. I uh, see all those pictures and I get envious of them, but uh, can't wait to chase them here. Um, hope you guys are all having a good one. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Hey guys, everybody who knows knows that I have been running a swamp stick extendable pole all year this year. Um, from running my spinning wing decoys at five feet tall to uh, hanging my gear, my gun, my blind bag, um, the accessories I use like my cell phone grip for manipulating the uh, the cell phone and getting some film, um, using it as a walking pole, I mean, using it to hang blind mesh on banks. Um, I've used this thing a bunch this year. I've had a blast trying to uh, figure everything out. And, man, I would not go back now. I love it. I've even used it deer hunting with my bow. I've hung my bow from it in standing cornfields and sat on a bucket and hunted that way too. So, look, guys, if you would like one of these or if you want to figure them out, if you want to see if it's something you'd like, Check out my YouTube page. Look up Swamp Stick. I got uh, a review on there, and um, I really love it, guys. Use code MAMP10 at checkout. Get 10% off. These things are cheap compared to the competitors. Uh, great product, man. Really great product, and I love it. I thank Sean for reaching out and, uh, and get me one of those because it has been a game changer for me this year. Uh, guys, again, MAMP10 at checkout. Get you 10% off. Thanks. Hey guys, Mike here. Hey, I wanted to uh, do a little video while I'm doing my podcast today. Uh, throw us up on YouTube. This is going to be a shorter podcast. So um, I just had to do some configuring with the scheduling. Uh, I got sick when I was supposed to record. It was a whole thing. But I currently didn't have a show for the coming up week here. And I thought, 
right before target season, it'd be a great time to talk about turkey hunting. And uh, it's something that I've loved to do uh, my entire life. I uh, killed my first bird at age 11 um, and just have been hooked ever since. And so I've gained a lot of knowledge over the years. And at 30 years old, I hold more knowledge than some of the 50 year olds and i'm not tooting my own horn i'm just saying i hunt uh, my father and i and my brother and my some of my family we hunt so much that uh, i've just gained a ton of experience doing it and i figured that i could uh give some of that back to the community and uh, make a quick podcast and video about five turkey tips uh five things that i use in my bag of tricks all the time um and just some things that I think are important to turkey hunting and to the success in turkey hunting. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off right now. I'm going to go with, uh, so number one, I wrote down calling situations. And for instance, uh, when you go out, think about it this way. Are you the type of caller who spends all every 15 minutes hitting the same five notes? or three notes on a slate call uh, or with a mouth call, whatever the case may be. And um, you consistently do it over and over and over again. That is an issue. And the issue with that is um, not everything's black and white. You don't just, yeah, uh, I've had and been a part of a couple of hunts that were hit the call. The bird's right there. He hits the ground running. He's in your lap in 15 minutes, hunts over, no problem. But that's not normally how it goes, and, and nothing's black and white. So uh, every situation's different, but here's some tips for uh, your calling repertoire that uh, will make you a better caller uh, overall. And my favorite thing in in the entire bag of tricks I have for calling in general, for calling situations, for attracting turkeys. Um, if you live in a state where you can reap, obviously you can, you, you can use a fan, you can piss them off, get them in your lap. Um, but scratching is the number one, uh, utensil in the bag. Um, just last year, uh, if you hunt public land and you hunt any birds who have been hunted, been hunted around, have been pressured. Uh, a lot of a lot of predatory animals in the area. Um, they tend to get call shy, and by the end of the season or midway through the season, these birds have heard a false yelp from every direction that there's a road, um, from every hilltop. Uh, if you're in the mountains, they've heard it all. So, just last year in the state of Maryland, I was up in the mountains. And, um, had a bird, I, I came up on a bird, an area that had been fed real hard. And as I topped a hill, I could see a red head walk down in, into a thicket below me. And I didn't know if it had seen me or not. So instead of calling, I, I did just some really light yelping to make sure that bird knew I was there. And then I set the pot call down. I didn't touch it again. I was patient in that moment and I scratched for upwards of an hour, 45 minutes. And I 
after that period of time, I lightly hit the pot call again. I struck it maybe once, and he hammered, this bird hammered five yards from me, like over a little knoll of moss right there. And I didn't know that it looked that way. But, I mean, the way that the landscape was, but he was right there. And uh, he popped up, ended up being a, a young Jake, and I let him walk. But that was a young Jake who was scared to open his mouth. I mean, we're not talking about uh, older birds. Uh, we're not talking about birds that have seen shit. This was a sprig beard, uh, very young Jake, uh, first-year Jake. And he didn't have anybody else with him, and he kept his mouth shut uh, until he was right on top of me, and it, and it took him an hour to get there. I scratched the entire time as if I was a turkey feeding or turkeys feeding. And, um, he came right to me. Uh, it just took a long time. And so scratching is something, learn how to scratch, look it up on YouTube, figure out raking leaves and scratching. And, um, you can let other turkeys know that you are quote unquote, a turkey there. Um, decoys or not, whatever you can scratch. They know that noise and they are drawn to it. Um, also, uh, with calling versus overcalling versus maybe aggressive calling where it's necessary, where there are hens that you're trying to draw to you and they're back talking, um, there are so many different situations that even, even myself and my father and we still, you, we'll still get in a situation where we're like, what do, what do we even do right now? Like you, these birds were gobbling their heads off as soon as they touched the ground, nothing. Uh, the next morning you go there and the birds are in the same exact roost and they don't make a peep. And that because it's public land, who knows, maybe someone shot at them. Uh, and then the next morning you go there and you get aggressive with a hen and she pulls the whole flock to you. Like It's so hard to know. The only calling that you can do, uh, in my opinion, that works always to at least let the birds know you're there and you can't really mess it up is scratching. Um, but if, if you're going to yelp and purr and all that good stuff, um, get good at it for sure. That is, it's the perfect way to up your game calling wise is to get as naturally good at, at it as you can. But it's so, so very touch and go situational. And even the professionals, even the guys who claim to be the best turkey hunters in the world, they just get the turkey hunt more. Uh, but they're still making mistakes uh, when it comes to calling and judgment. And so uh, just getting as good as you can at calling in general makes you uh, ready for more scenarios. Uh, but it still won't always go your way. Uh, Number two, decoys. So there are a lot of folks out there who take a hen and a jake decoy or a gobbler decoy and a hen decoy or all three or two hens and a tom or strutting jake or a hen laying on the ground, a breeder hen. Um, if you are hunting private land or public land with large fields, that birds can see a long way. Absolutely, decoys make sense um, most of the time. Uh, if I'm hunting 
private land, which we do some, um, if I'm hunting private land and I know that I can show that Tom that we are there, um, I'm going to try to do it more times than not. If I'm going to be in the woods or get tight with them, or if I'm on, if I'm in the mountain on public land, or if I'm on the Eastern shore on public land, um, in some thick areas, those decoys don't mean anything. If the bird doesn't, can't see a hundred yards to the decoy or 70 yards to the decoy, if it's thick and you got, you got to get in where it's thick to get after these birds or where there's landscapes such as hills, uh, terrain features, uh, gutters, there can be a hen in a gutter and a Tom in any direction, not be even would be able to see her. If he hears her down there, he hears a scratch and he hears some yelping come from down there and he has a peaked interest. You don't need a decoy to kill birds. Um, matter of fact that I never even decoyed that bird. I just told you about, uh, about scratching. Um, that bird never knew that, that there was a, he never physically saw another bird there. Um, but he came right to me cause that's what they're doing. They're looking for mates. They're, they're looking. And so that's what he was doing. You know, hang out with other turkeys. He's on his way. Um, and he got within about five feet of me when he popped over the moss, I could have probably shoved my gun in his face. So decoys are not as necessary as folks think. And also don't be afraid to mess up with your decoys. There are a shitload of guys who hunt with they buy a two-pack box at Dick's or Walmart, uh, wherever, Shields, and then they go out with their new nice vest and they shove those two decoys in there and then they put the poles together and they shove them in the ground. No matter where they hunt, what they're doing, that's how they hunt. Um, and there's a there are plenty of people who do it now. Um, also, turkey vest is another thing, but like I don't, hardly run a turkey this is a kicker i didn't have this written down but turkey vest goes right along with the decoys if i'm not taking decoys i probably i'm probably not going to take my vest um because if i can cut weight especially because i hunt in the mountain a lot or in marshy areas um if i can cut weight and move faster be able to cut birds off quicker i'm gonna do that i'll shove a slate call and a striker in a vest pouch or in my pocket and just go after them with a shotgun over my shoulder. Um, I find that it makes it more enjoyable being able to get out and haul ass and not lug around turkey vests and lug around decoys. So if you think you can get into a situation where you don't need decoys, by all means, um, try it out. Just try it out a couple times. And you, it. as soon as I started doing it, I was like, why the fuck have I been carrying turkey decoys around the mountain for years? This is stupid. So it's uh it's sweet. It's it's a really nice little tip. Um, just try it out next season or this season or whenever. Uh, whenever you feel comfortable doing it. I know a lot of guys run those heavy plastic uh Avian X decoys or uh Dave Smith the people are spending all this money. You can go out, teach yourself how to half ass cluck and yelp and purr and you'll be just fine um number three it is always better 
to make moves and fail than to not have made any moves. Um, over the years, uh, there are entirely, there is, there are probably, probably 10% of the hunts that we have been on that we have moved and aggressively pushed towards birds and wish we would have sat tight. Most of the time, if we sit tight because we get nervous and get scared in that moment, we think we're going to blow this thing up and ruin it. Most of the time when we think that the birds get away anyway. Um, so statistically speaking, get after them. Um, if you think that you can hop a ridge, run a gutter and cut them off, go do it. Because if you don't, you'll kick yourself in the ass. If somebody else shoots those, you hear somebody else shoot an hour later on those birds or you never took the chance and then you go home empty handed and you can't hunt for another week. And then who knows, right? Those birds might've moved out of that little area or whatever the case is, but you got to get after them. Um, if you sit on your hands, turkey hunting, you will kick yourself in the ass for it. Uh, obviously if you're hunting private land, this has happened to us plenty. Uh, call it birds in the neighbor's field and just watch them out there. And you're like, man, but if you are on public land and you have the ability to get after them, if you got three miles that way and a mile and a half that way, and you can just go, just do it. Just if you think you can get on a logging road and get past birds that are below you that are moving along the ridges or whatever, if you think you can get in front of them, do it. Uh, I almost, almost never regret going after them um, and trying to get myself ahead of birds or beside birds and, and put myself in a position to work those birds. Um, turkeys do move faster than you think, though. Like a lot of people will watch turkeys work across the field and think that, oh, I can get out ahead of them. Sometimes they're moving pretty quick through the woods and uh, you got to really get after it. You got you to really take off and go. So um, I'm not a sit in a blind and put a decoy out hunter, even on private land. Um, I'm always going to be able to move very quickly. I do not want to be in a blind or anything like that. I want to be on the ground, in the brush, gun up to my shoulder. Uh, it's go time. Oh, the birds went around that field edge or around that point. I'm dropping back, sprinting down a creek bed. Um, and that's number four actually is using landscape. Um, to hide your movement before you go into a property, uh, public or private, um, think about the night before it'll take you five minutes. Uh, if you use hunt stand on X, whatever, uh, base map, whatever, whatever you choose, um, go on there, Google earth, go on there, check out topo and look at where you can escape in situations or, where like if i was a turkey where would i want to be where do i think these turkeys will be and then where am i going to access exit and maneuver without uh hurting myself in those situations because when that bird gobbles then he gobbles again and it sounds like he's headed the other way you you don't have long 
to make that decision. So it's better to know the lay of the land. Uh, use dry creek beds in the mountain. Use wear muck boots. Use creeks, um, thickets. If there's if there's dense areas that you can work around a group of birds by a cedar thicket. If you can work around that cedar thicket, get on the other side of them, try to cut them off. Um, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, hills, um, all kind of stuff. Gutters, washouts. Um, just you know, tall grass, use everything to your advantage that you can and try to understand all of that well before you put yourself in a situation where you're going, all right, what do I do now? Because it sounds like the flock's moving the opposite way. Um, so, uh, and number five, uh, persistence is persistence is number one in all hunting, but with turkey hunting, um, you know, persistence kills more birds than luck. Um, a, a lot of guys will post a picture and say, got lucky this morning or, uh, luck was on my side or praise Jesus. <laughs> uh, and they, yeah, my prayers were answered. When I see that, uh, I'm like, come on, man, you worked hard at it. You get, yeah, sometimes you can get lucky, like, cool. But if you, if you consistently, get on birds um it's more than especially on public land uh more than likely it is perseverance that uh kills mature birds in the mountain um and and in the marshes and on these big tracks of public land um it's persistence you keep going you don't see the hunting public killing a bird every single time they step into the woods um it takes persistence it takes time you have to put in the time and effort um turkey hunting is my favorite hunting because it is what they call the poor man's elk hunting right but instead of sitting in a tree stand waiting or trying to maneuver decoys and calling for waterfowl uh sitting over feed whatever the case is with turkeys they change their patterns all the time depending on what they want to eat, uh, hunting pressure, predatory pressure. And so when when they're changing it up all the time like that and you're putting in the time and you're chasing and you're chasing, um, and it, it is, in my opinion, it's the sweetest reward when you kill a mature tom, um, especially if you pull them off a group of hens or something. There's nothing quite like it to me. And, uh, and it's, it's persistence that it, it is, it is hard work and dedication and scouting and e-scouting and listening and being on the go and, uh, getting after them, you know, make your own luck type of thing. And that's what it is for me with turkey hunting. I think, um, most people that are most people or probably all people who are very successful turkey hunters uh, either own large tracts of land that are manicured for deer and turkeys, or if they're like me and don't own large tracts of land, they can, they can manicure for turkeys. Um, they just go get it. They go after it. They're always willing to learn open-minded, um, and change things up and, uh, just stay ahead of the game. And so but that's it. That's my five turkey tips, uh, this week. And, um, two weeks from now, we will be having, 
uh, Red Trail Outdoors uh, up here in studio. Um, they will be in studio. We will record. They will be two Wednesdays from when this all co- came out, this uh, podcast came out, rather. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a really cool one. Uh, they own a mineral company out of La Plata, Maryland, uh, representing the home team over here. So uh, that's really cool. Um, some local guys. Um, do you guys have any questions about turkey hunting? Uh, you want me to go over or duck hunting or deer hunting and you want me to go over anything? Uh, let me know. I'll do little videos and little podcasts like this, uh, every once in a while to keep things interesting and, uh, teach guys stuff. Um, I don't claim to know it all, but I do know a lot. And so if I can help people out, I'll help people out for sure. Um, Thank you guys for uh, listening in. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Thanks for all the support. It's great. Life's great. Turkey season's here. Let's fucking go.